up, cool, safe chicks? It's your girl, Day. I'm Denisa. I'm Lauren. And this is Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secrets. All right, we're keeping this whole millennial motherhood thing going. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of. I know, I love it. And all the moms that we've had on. And I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here y'all go. Um, I just I pray that you know the past couple weeks that you've been being blessed by the interviews that we've been having. I know that I for sure definitely have. Um, this week we have another one of our good girlfriends. Her name is Carmen Watkins, and Carmen is literally a mommy of three under three. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Lord, yeah, Lord, what was that? That was a huh. <laughs> bless her, bless her. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. I can't even wrap my mind around it or imagine. Yeah. So I'm like excited to talk to her and hear about it. I I want to ask, like, what are you guys? And none of them are twins. No. No. Wow. <laughs> that's that's beautiful though. I mean, yeah. I think that is beautiful. What are you guys most interested in, I guess, hearing from her? Mm. It's it's a lot. Uh, for me, I would love to hear about her balance, you okay. know, because I think anytime you're juggling three things and then on top of that, you a whole wife. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, man, and she's a career woman, yeah. you know. So looking at all those different perspectives, it's like, how do you balance? Like, how do you how do you know how to really devote time for yourself? I literally was going to say yeah. what I want to know is what is your self-care routine looking yeah. like these days? Yeah, absolutely. Because I couldn't imagine. Listen, I'd, I'd be having trouble with self-care and I only got a dog. <laughs> I ain't got a kid or a dog. Absolutely. But I also don't have a problem with self-care. So I think I know. Uh, <laughs> well, I can't say uh, Oh my goodness. Ayana, with you being a new mother of now too, uh-huh. how is that? I mean, it's it's... Okay, so this is the thing with the word balance or just having balance. You never have balance, Uh, just being honest. Um, You just have to figure it out, like find out how to schedule yourself because it's never going to be a perfect balance of things. Mm -hmm. Every day is not going to be the same. Um, You can say you have a schedule, but your schedule can go out the window when one kid wants one thing and another kid wants another thing. And then you're... um, because I know Carmen is an entrepreneur, you know, like myself, then you're trying to find that balance when it comes to working as an entrepreneur. And, you know, like, let's say with a nine to five, you have nine to five. With being an entrepreneur, you got 24-7 a lot of times. <laughs> so it's like trying to figure that out. Um, you know, it's hard, but you make it work, you know, by the grace of God. Yeah. Well... <laughs> You just make it work. Like, it's like, there's no formula. Like, you you guys know, I always say this. There's no formula when it comes to your life. Um, So, especially when being a a mom of multiples, (laughs) um, you just, like, you just, you could just gotta be like, all right, Lord, just work this out. You know what's wild about that? Like, it's it's always, like, I guess the American dream or, you know, you go to school, then you meet someone, then mm-hmm. you get married, then you get a house, then you have kids. Mm-hmm. And then it's, but there's no dialogue on how we raise these kids. Exactly. Like, how do we manage all of exactly. this? And all the It's crazy because I saw a meme where they was like, it's, it's crazy how you have nine months and like almost every month you go to the doctor, they're checking in on the baby, blah, 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 all that type of stuff. And then you have the kid. You got a few days in the hospital. Then you have six weeks at your six weeks postpartum visit. They'd be like, okay, are you good? Blah, blah, blah. And then you got to go fend for yourself. You're just out there. (laughs) There's like no support after that. Technically, like from a a medical standpoint or whatnot, 
there's no um no training manual or whatever even in the hospital it's like oh you had a baby okay so it's, it's 50 million people coming in your room and saying you got to do this this and this and then they throw a lactation specialist in there like okay i'm gonna teach you how to breastfeed in the midst of two three days and you just got to figure it out like mm-hmm. it's it's so much but they give you nine months to sort of prepare and have this care but once you have that child you like get it how you live yeah so Lord, well, I'm excited to talk to Carmen. Um, this should be a very interesting conversation. I'm interested in interested in hearing her testimony. So we're gonna go to a break and we're gonna come back with Carmen. Safe Girl Secrets is brought to you by Feed Her. Head over to www.feedher.co for more information. All right, ladies, and we are back. I am super excited about the interview that we're doing today. It's with one of my really good friends. She's friends with all y'all, too. Yeah. Yeah. So so there's that. Um, And I'm just going to tell you a bit about her before we bring her on. Her name is Carmen Watkins. She is a micro-influencer. She's also the founder of a faith-based nonprofit called Run Your Vision, where she works with teens and youth about understanding what their vision is and helping them to get a plan in place to go after their purpose basically so that's awesome she is also a mom and chief of an online community for moms and moms to be called masked motherhood um she's the motherhood and family content creator she is amazing at helping moms through the pandemic i know last year she started masked motherhood where she was just working with moms who were going through the same thing that she was going through because she was pregnant with her her last child deacon um carmen in 2019 authored every girl's map to praying god's word a prayer journal for girls and for women she resides in atlanta georgia y'all should catch her on vh1 her and her husband just did (laughs) a special um on the city of atlanta i'm from dc but i'm still in support of said uh special on vh1 (laughs) i was gonna say something and i was like nah let me be good today you don't have to be what you got moms in may <laughs> we can't just be saying the word ho all on air ayana it's my goodness oh yes so carmen resides in atlanta georgia with her husband and her three children ellis who is three and is hilarious duke who is two and deacon who is seven months everybody welcome carmen watkins to the mic hey hey Thank you, guys, and thank you, Sade, for that introduction. Y'all are hilarious. I can already tell this must be good. <laughs> I'm excited. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yes. Thank you for kicking it with us. I guess to kick it off, my first question, because everybody who's listening in may not know you, um, mm-hmm. but we do, and we know that you are an amazing mother of three beautiful children, but I would like you to start with telling us a bit about you as a woman outside of wife and motherhood prior to having your kids who you were what your dreams were what you were aspiring to do wow that's a good one I appreciate that Um, because no one you know they don't often ask about you as the outside of your kids it's always how are the kids and how's the family but outside of that um, Carmen I enjoy being outdoors um before kids, I was a runner, and a I spent, star. like, 
I spent all of my like time to myself either like running, doing yoga, Pilates, exercising, like all the things that was just like my personal space, my self care time. Um, so that's like one thing that I don't really um, get to do as much, but it's still a big part of who I am. Um, I grew up in the church, so my mom is a minister. Well, she calls herself, she's titled as an elder. So I was in church all the time. Um, Anytime you could be in church, anytime there was a service, all the revivals, five days a week, all that good stuff, that was me. Um, So I'm not really a PK kid, but I identify with them because I just know what that journey is like. Um, I'm from Griffin, Georgia. And so, um, like Friday was saying, we did do the special... um, centering around Atlanta, but I actually grew up in Griffin, which is about 45 minutes south of the city. Small town. So my roots are kind of like small town country girl, um, but really like, you know, a space where you can grow up and have a family. So I think having a family is always something I've desired because that's something that I saw a lot, not necessarily in my home, but um, around me and within my community. It was a very family-oriented place. Mm-hmm. Um, what else about Carmen? Oh, I love to write. And um, I, I actually love podcasts. And, and I was saying, like, this is so dope that I actually get to be a part of this because I listen to you guys all the time. And I appreciate the work that you're doing for women. So this is really, really awesome. Oh, thank you for listening. Um, <laughs> no problem. Yes. I guess my next question is, in terms of moving into motherhood, can you walk us through your testimony or your journey from baby one all the way up to baby three and just kind of like your mindset and how you were with Ellis when you were in that Mm -hmm. space all the way through to like mommyhood when you had Deacon and just kind of like your changes and transitions in mindset, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. Yeah. So I will start with um, Ellis. Ellis is my daughter and my oldest child. Um, Honestly, Will and I, we had kids like, I would say early in marriage. When I found out I was pregnant, um, we had only been married a year. So we didn't really have, like, that quality time together to figure out marriage, to kind of grow through the growing pains of figuring each other out. Um, I know y'all are real transparent on here. So we were um, yes, girl. We were celibate but not celibate when we um, were engaged. And we mm-hmm. were trying to, you know, like, you know, do, do it the right way, but we still had our moments of, like, slipping up or maybe going too far. And um, I wish you could see Lauren's face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I got married, I, um, and, you know, you're, you're figuring each other out, and I wasn't getting pregnant, and I started to get nervous um, in the first year. I didn't have a reason to get nervous, but I just started to. And so around november or, like, kind of late fall, um, of nearing our one year, I was like, we really need to try because I'm nervous. Like, what if I can't have kids? And and we were just going back and forth. And Will, he wasn't tripping, but I was. Like, I had really started to kind of, I don't know, scare myself, started to get nervous about the idea of not being able to conceive. And so um, I missed the cycle. And so I thought I was pregnant. And uh, for women who haven't been pregnant, for those who have been, you know that um, – Sometimes even when you miss a cycle, you'll still start to kind of like have signs of a period. Mm -hmm. And so I started to bleed. And I don't know if I'm 
TMI right now. Y'all stop me if I am. Uh-huh. Go ahead, girl. Um, and so I was like, Lord, oh my gosh. I thought I missed my cycle. I thought I was pregnant. And now this is happening. Lord, please just let me have kids. I just really want a baby. And I was crying. Um, also, backstory, this was happening in my mother-in-law's uh, basement. So the first year of marriage, we were just trying to figure it out. We were living with um, his parents and my in-laws. And I just really, really wanted to have a baby. And so I um, kind of moved on from it. I thought my cycle was here. But lo and behold, it wasn't a cycle. It was actually like the early stages of pregnancy. Mm. And so uh, around December is when I was able to confirm that I was actually pregnant. And that was with Ellis. And so that started my journey of being a mom of three in four years. (laughs) So after Ellis, it seemed like every um, time one of my kids turned one, I was pregnant again. And um, it wasn't necessarily by choice, number two and number three, or I wasn't necessarily trying. um, But they just kind of happened, and they kept happening. (laughs) And so here I am. Um, I think probably, though, like the most challenging of the three was the most recent um, pregnancy and labor and delivery was with Deacon. Um, I experienced health issues that I didn't have in the past with the other two kids. And, of course, it was in the middle of a global pandemic. So I'm having to nav- navigate uncharted territory, also be concerned with my health, making sure that I'm staying well to carry this baby, um, and then, you know, basically kind of laboring in what I would consider to be, like, isolation, in a sense, because it was just me and Will um, in labor and delivery, and we couldn't have the support that we had with the first two. Um, so spiritually, this was, like, the most trying of the other um, out of all of my pregnancies. But um, still, like a beautiful experience in itself. Wow. Were you about to ask a question, Lauren? No, I, I actually asked Ayana this question too prior to us, you know, calling in to you. And, and one of the words that kind of stood out to me the most in hearing about your experience of motherhood is a balance. Um, and I guess my question to you is, how do you manage that? How do you balance mm-hmm. Carmen's life, especially having three kids, mm-hmm. um, you said, within a period of four years? Lauren like, looks scared. Yeah. Carmen, oh, I just want you to know her eyes, they got big. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, it's not that I'm scared. It's just like, I know that yeah. that's a huge responsibility, you know, mm-hmm. and to be a whole wife, you know. Mm-hmm. So how do you, mm-hmm. how do you balance? So I will be completely honest and share that I've lost myself. Um, throughout those four years and as of lately I have I'm coming back into who Carmen is Um, initially it was I got to be a good mom I I can't go here I can't go there I got to be here for my babies I was staying at home all the time I noticed that my friendship dynamics were shifting Um, my girlfriends had no idea what was going on in my life I didn't know what was going on in theirs you know outside of keeping track of each other on social media um and so it was just not a healthy space. I was just all kids and that's it. I was, I'm not putting them in daycare. I'm not doing that. I got to be, you know, all in all day long. And it wore me out. Mm-hmm. Um, it wore me out bad. I, I, I quit my job. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a choice that we made for our family. Um, but I quit my job. So I didn't have like identity in that anymore. Um, or I didn't have responsibility there. It was just me and the kids. And it was honestly, probably, I would say, as of maybe the last, probably, y'all, really six to eight months, 
that I really start to come back into who Carmen is um, and what my desires are and what I know God has called me to do. And a lot of that was prayer, but a lot of that was also therapy. Um, and so seeking someone else, sharing what I was going through, realizing, okay, it's okay to be there for your kids. Um, but if you're not emotionally um, strong, spiritually strong, uh, mentally, physically, if you're not that for yourself, you can't be anything for anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where the balance and like the light switch clicked on for me. And so now I'm just starting to make moments for myself. And I'm, I like actually write them down on my calendar. Like this is for me mm-hmm. and this time <laughs> you're going to daycare, the two of you and Deacon, you're going to get a nanny. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we are right now. And it has just changed the dynamic, not just for me, but for me and my husband as well, because now we're able to get away for lunch um, and do things together. Or I'm able to sit with him after a call he's had at work and just kind of hear how his day went, not, you know, fumbling with bottles and changing diapers and all those things. While they're amazing, they had just really taken a toll on me. Mm-hmm. I appreciate yeah. your honesty. Yeah, that was a beautiful answer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And your transparency. I think that, and I love this platform for this. I don't think that a <laughs> lot of moms, I mean, I would say Christian moms, but moms just in particular, I don't know if they always go into the space of like, motherhood is amazing, but this is actually what transparency transparently it's done to me um Mm -hmm. as a person so i definitely appreciate your transparency in that for sure i guess i guess my next question is in terms of your three babies because they are three Mm -hmm. under three at this point Mm -hmm. what are the the similarities and the differences that you see in your children that shock you on the day to day and i guess i'm asking that because ellis is a riot to me because (laughs) i hear and see her frequently um, yeah. But for you as a mom, how is that to just go from being pregnant to seeing these little people, these little humans mm-hmm. and their personalities mm-hmm. and all of those things? Yeah. So they are honestly all different um, at all levels of what different could be. Um, Ellis is very vibrant personality, doesn't need a stranger, can talk to you all day. And then Duke is a little bit more calm. Um, reserved. He has to kind of keep the scene. And Deacon, we're still filling out his um, personality, but I think he's going to be the 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 good mix um, between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in all of that, I've learned since their personalities are different, I have to parent them differently. Um, and it's not That's like good. a one size fits all. So there are some things that I can do with Ellis, or I can correct her where I may be able to kind of talk to her. And then with Duke, because he's a little bit more strong-willed and stubborn, I kind of really got to get down to the nitty-gritty with him. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of, like, figuring it out. And I know that as they grow older, you know, their personalities will kind of shine through a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely learning that it's not one-size-fits-all. And I think that relates for all parents everywhere. I think sometimes we can look at other kids and kind of compare. But but that doesn't work, um, ever. (laughs) So even within my home, I'm just kind of still figuring it out, honestly. Awesome. I guess my car, um, I guess my Carmen, I guess my question for you, Carmen, <laughs> would be, um, it's just interesting to hear you say um, that, of course, you know, baby number one, you were kind of nervous and then, you know, mm-hmm. found out you were pregnant and then it's like, oh, here's baby number two and baby number three, mm-hmm. you know, like not really <laughs> planning that out. Yeah. What was that like for you? 
Um, so baby number two was kind of like that excitement, like, oh, yay, it's another one. And then number three was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and y'all, really, God has been dealing with me with this whole um, thing about kids and how many I'm going to have. If you, like, ask my friends, people are always asking, are y'all done? Is this it? That's, like, the magic question uh, people always want to kind of put out there. And I would quickly say, like, I would say the last couple of weeks ago, I would say, yeah, we're done. This is it. I'm not having any more kids. Um, we're going to figure this out. Um, this is it. You know, I don't know what Will has to do. I don't know what I need to do, but we're done. But, y'all, I... And saying this out loud is, like, really putting myself out there. But God asked me, like, do, do I trust him? Do I trust him and the gift that he's given me to parents? Mm. Do I trust that if he gives me one more, that I can handle it? I'm glad God asked like, you that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I do trust you, God, but, you know, I got plans. Like, my, my life is starting to finally take a shape. I feel like I got control over things now. And he's like, yeah, but it's not about your control. Mm, and you thinking real. that you need to have control over it is part of the problem. Mm, so so here's what you're going to do. Um, you're going to trust me. And if you have another baby, you have another baby. And if, and, and if Deacon is the last one, the Deacon is the last one. So I have kind of changed my response to, you know, are there more kids? Are you going to have more to, we just trust in God. And I say that with a mumble, <laughs> but that, that, that's just my reality of where we are right now. I hope that answers your question. Yeah. I, Carmen, I have one question and, and this, yeah. this question, um, this is Lauren again, but it, it comes from the fact of me seeing friends who have children as well. And with us experiencing a, a pandemic and COVID yeah. and it really doesn't allow for children to have sort of like that, that release uh, spiritually like they used to have back in the day where you could just send your children to mm -hmm. children's church. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And mm -hmm. so my question to you being a mother of three, and I know you have a seven month old, so I'm, I'm sure he's not really talking, you know, right now, <laughs> but how yeah. are you instilling in your children? Um, I guess a measure of faith and keeping them, making sure yeah. that they stay connected to Christ um, even during a season like like we're all experiencing now, like during pandemic and, and COVID? Right. That's a real good question, Lauren. Um, so I will say this. So I learned that Ellis has a very good uh, memory. Like she can pretty much remember anything. Um, Song-wise, she remembers lyrics. She'll mock a television show that she's seen before. Like she'll say the words before they say them. And I was just sitting there watching her one day, and I'm like, if you can remember this, you can remember scripture. Mm -hmm. And so I said, I'm going to start teaching her, like, very small verses, um, things that she can commit to memory. And I will add that her school, they do this as well. So she would have, like, a scripture that she would remember um, for, we work on it for about two weeks. And so one that she has down packed right now, and she says it so fast, but she's always like, this is one one. <laughs> and then she'll, she'll quote what Genesis 1 and 1 says. And so we just started doing that for other verses in the Bible. Um, and then we also have our quiet time before bed. So just like I aim to have my quiet time at night, we settle down with a Bible story. So these are like, um, you know, the little Bible books for children, not mm -hmm. actually like a physical Bible, but we do a story and we talk about it. And I ask her, you know, what did, what did you get from this story? Even if it's kind of like super far out there, I just let her express to me what she learned in that. Um, 
So just honestly, trial and error, figuring it out. Hmm. Okay. Um, but uh, the the whole scripture and committing it to memory, that has been something that has kind of blown my mind with her. Um, so I, I think that's the best way that I can say I'm starting to instill in like her own measure of faith and making sure she's grounded in the word. Because you're right, we don't have church. Right. Um, and Deacon has never been to church. Right, so, right. Yeah. And do you ever worry about how that will look, you know, once COVID is over and actually bringing your children back to church? Because a lot of kids now do not know kind of the culture of church or sit down, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you're, yeah. when you come to church. And so I, I, I do. I mean, I'm glad I have this opportunity to ask one who has three kids. Like, do you ever worry how will that look when it's time to bring your children back to church? Not really. Okay. Um, only because uh, we do have access to places. Uh, well, at our church, we have access to like children's ministry, so they okay. do get to go there for part of the service. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I can't say. But for the most part, we send them there. Ellis actually prefers to be a part of worship, like oh. the main sanctuary. She <laughs> she would rather stay with us. Um, but I'm I'm not too worried of how that would be, just because of the dynamic of our church. Um, so I don't know. Carmen, That's a good one to think about. It's Denise. I have one last question for you. Or you know, so just yeah. listening to your story and talking about how the last six to eight months you've been really working on, you know, getting back to you and getting, you know, mm-hmm. having little moments for yourself. What has motherhood, birth, or brought out of you that you just weren't expecting? Hmm. Um. I would say, and this is probably going to go back to their dad, but one thing that it, I have learned in motherhood is to trust that their dad can parent just like I can parent. Mm, um, and so that, yeah. that has helped me release some of the responsibilities um, of, you know, being able to pass some things on and letting him handle this. And even if it doesn't look right, even when he gets them dressed, they got on uh, a size too small, <laughs> whatever. You know what? <laughs> You're handling them today. I'm going to have some me time. So that's what I uh, I think I've learned or kind of been able to kind of grasp a little bit better is just kind of relinquish some of those responsibilities, um, pass them on, and and not run myself in the ground, um, you know, trying to do all the things and be everything for everybody. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think last comment, we just want you for any moms that are out there that are listening, um, any of our listeners who are in a space of moving into being a mom of multiples. What words of encouragement would you give to the ones that are in that space where they're like, I just don't know if I could do this. (laughs) I just don't know today. Yeah. Um, one scripture that I love, um, and it talks about like children being your inheritance, is uh, Psalms one twenty seven, and it kind of like compares children to arrows, and how um, a person that has their quiver full of arrows, basically they get to aim those arrows in certain targets, and by hitting those targets, their arrows or their children are able to help shape the world. Um, and so, if you look at it from that perspective, that you are giving um, this responsibility to kind of help groom these kids, to help shape the world and have an impact on the kingdom. I think it'll make um, your role a little bit more gratifying. Um, mm-hmm. And it takes, to me, the um, the weight of it off of you. Um, because it's, it's not just on us to help them. Like, Christ is working through us to do that. 
Um, so we don't have to carry this load on our own at all. And we're great to do that just by trusting in him. Um, you are the mother they need just as much as he designed them in the womb and created them. He designed you to be that mom as well. Um, and so you just have to trust in that and, and leave the results up to him. That's, that's all I would say. Uh, do the best you can with what you have. It doesn't have to be perfect. Another thing that I learned, um, your circumstances aren't always going to be ideal. The house isn't always going to be clean. Mm -hmm. The laundry isn't always going to be done. Um, it's not going to be this perfect Pinterest space. Mm -hmm. um, but just pivot. Keep pivoting and keep putting your best foot forward. And then in all of that, learning to rest. Um, like I said, which is something that I learned within these last few months. Um, because the weight is heavy. And, and he does give us a, a way out, and he tells us to cast all our cares on him. And so, although the weight of it won't change, um, it's, still, it's easier to carry. And I like to, like, compare it to, like, a suitcase. If you think about rolling your suitcase through an airport, if it doesn't have wheels, that 50-pound suitcase is just a lot. But you put wheels on that bad boy, and you can go and keep going. Um, and so that's how I look at parenting. My weight hasn't changed. It's a heavy load, but I have someone to help me carry out. Uh, day to day. Um, so that's how I look at it, day by day, one yep. time. Amen. Thank you so much, Carmen. I appreciate, we all appreciate yes. your honesty, your, your truth, your transparency, and giving us insight into your transformation. Um, can you let our listeners know where they can find you or how they can connect with you um, so that if they want to get in touch with you after the podcast, they can, and, and, and anything that you have coming up that you would want anybody to know about? Uh, sure. So I am underscore Carmen Watkins on Instagram, Twitter, and just Carmen Watkins on Facebook. You can also contact me and connect with me at my website, which is CarmenWatkins.com. Um, I love sharing my experiences in motherhood, and I kind of blog about those on my um, website. So you can kind of read some updates there or just send me an email. We can talk about some stuff. Um, I just love creating a community and a space for other moms to kind of use each other as resources. And I have journals. <laughs> I think you guys mentioned that, too. I wrote a journal in 2019. I don't really promote them often, but I got to do better about that. Yes, yes, but you it's do. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a prayer journal. It was designed for young girls, but it's also been a resource for young women. And so if you visit my website, CarmenWatkins.com, you'll have access to purchasing those there. Um, and that's about it. Awesome. Well, Carmen, thank you so much for taking the time out of what we know is your busy day. Right. <laughs> to talk to us. We love you and we appreciate you so, so much. We'll be right back. All right. <laughs> thank you. You guys want to say you. bye to Carmen? Bye, bye. Carmen. <laughs> bye, guys. Thanks so much for having me. We'll be right back after this. This podcast is brought to you by at Churchy People on Instagram. If you need some inspiration, a little bit of laughter, and something that's going to feed your soul, check out at Churchy People on Instagram right now. All right, ladies, we are back. Um, that was an amazing interview with Carmen. Um, I was saying to the girls uh, at the break and to Carmen, I was like, I'm, I'm, I was quiet. You know, most of the time because I am a mom of two now, yes. but six weeks, uh, you know, uh, my baby right now is six weeks. So just really figuring it out and just seeing, I think the the biggest thing that I took from Carmen's interview is, you know, you don't have to be perfect. You know, you, we were all doing this thing. We're all figuring it out. And um, 
I just really appreciate her transparency with everything, even just saying like, hey, you know, because our pregnancy was planned. Both pregnancies were planned, but there are a lot of people there aren't like I have a close friend who uh, I think their third child, it was planned, but it wasn't, you know, and then I remember her telling me she was like, girl, okay, two kids are cool, but going from two to three. Ooh, I don't know what we were expecting. So I'm um, just listening to her story, her transparency with everything and just her, you know, being able to still, you know, do what she needs to do. And then one more thing, because I know for me, Lauren always messes me with me about this, about um, not because I said I'm done after two. Mm-hmm. She's like, you don't know, you don't know. And I'm like, no, I'm done. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate what Carmen said yeah. about, um, you know, God, like, hey, do you trust me? Do you trust me in, you know, in your parenting and if you did have another child? And I was thinking about that and I was like, you know, I still have no desire to be pregnant again. Uh, However, um, if it did happen, like, do I trust God to, you know, work through the process of having another child? Come on, Lord. Come on, Jesus. Trust him. Oh, Oh, my goodness. You know, trust him in the process of having another child, taking care of another child and just... You know, even the resources, the time, all of that. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) She made me. I'm sorry. I had lost my train of thought when she said she trusts God for a dollar. And I was like, all right. I I said, if it did happen. (laughs) (laughs) Lauren said she heard what she heard. I did. I heard what I heard. (laughs) What I loved about the conversation was just like um, listening to her, what it felt like going from like, super woman to like super partner or super mom to like super partner her just reiterating or reiterating excuse me just how much will is important you know in the Mm -hmm. foundation in the raising of their children just as she is and realizing especially so soon because her kids are so young it's like blessing me that she's even realizing this at the age that her kids are she Mm -hmm. she needs help one and she has help which is awesome so that was very refreshing to hear yeah. yeah, I think on the opposite end, I was like, "Ooh, so that mean they can be em- they're gonna be empty nesters, you know?" When Early, that, yeah. yeah, when that season comes, it's like all of them out at around the same time. So it's a beautiful yeah, unless thing. she have another one. Unless she has another one. <laughs> 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 yeah, I didn't think about that, but yeah, but I, I really did enjoy Carmen. Carmen's so sweet. Just she is really sweet. sweet. She is sweet. Super sweet. Super super sweet. Um, and I I really did enjoy her testimony, and I love the fact too that she mentioned the the whole aspect of like losing herself and kind of finding who she was I think we all go through that in life right where we find in our season uh or in a season of that we like who am I like I don't know who I am anymore but what I loved about when she said she was going through the journey of finding herself it wasn't that she was trying to go back to who she was or once was she was looking at the fact that life has changed life is you know giving me so many more blessings and I'm ready to investigate who you have made me to be with mm-hmm. all of that, you know, yep. attached to me now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometime in us reinvestigating who we are, we try to go back to who yeah. who we were back then. You right. know, I remember when I did this back then. And it's like, no, maybe God, well, God is trying to evolve you. And life right. is all about the involvement of who you are as a person. So I love that. I love that point that she gave in her interview. Yeah. I think I was just overwhelmed by the honesty and the transparency. Yeah. I think even even the beginning, even the, you know, when we had our first child, we were in my 
mother-in-law's basement. basement. I know. I was like, woo. Yes. You know what I mean? Jesus. Like the transparency yeah. there. But it's like, but to see her now and it's like her and her husband have such a beautiful family and a beautiful home. And it's just amazing that she's bloomed into basically a micro influencer when it comes to motherhood. Yeah. So I'm just blessed to know her and to have her for when I have kids to tell me her and Ayana to help me know what to do. Yeah. Cause I'm gonna be prepared. You gonna be prepared. She prepared now, y'all. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> she be collecting all of the advice. Listen. She ready. Emmett. She's ready. Uh oh. Hi, <laughs> baby. Young man, I'm ready. What is happening on the podcast right now? To give you all my love. They gotta sing a song every week. <laughs> Ayana ready too. I told my I wish y'all could have seen her face. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Um, I think I, I definitely have a newfound respect for mothers of multiples, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think as women, especially single women or like newly married women or married women without kids, that we really sit and think about what the other side of that coin looks like. Absolutely. And I think there's so many women who sit down and are like, well, I want to have kids and I want kids. But it's like you don't even know what you are praying for right. and what's on the other side of that. So I appreciate Carmen and I, I, I pray that if you're listening and that is you, you're in that space where you're desiring to have children that it was something that blessed you Mm -hmm. and helped you to realize that there there are things that god definitely wants to cultivate prior to being on that side so that you're prepared so Mm -hmm. did you guys have anything else no just this was good yeah i really enjoyed it yeah i did i think that god has created so many amazing millennial mothers it's 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 to me such a beautiful thing to see you know yeah especially like i think about how I was when I was a teen and an adolescent in the sea. So, and now I'm not that anymore. And I'm like a, a grown woman and I'm seeing like so many women that I could relate to. Yeah. But y'all whole mothers out here. Listen, y'all like killing whole it kids. Raise right? a little human. But you're doing it your way. And that's what's mm-hmm. so beautiful. Not, well, not Denise said she, <laughs> I wanted that. Denise, Denise said, no, we're doing it. We're doing it. And I think that's what's that's so what that's so refreshing to me is that I'm seeing a whole new level of motherhood and what that looks like yeah, than yeah. what I saw with my mom yeah. or you know with my aunts and I I mean I why you said that it brought something up in my mind where it's like the mo- the millennial moms are doing what they saw their moms do but they are doing it in their way so the yeah. first thing that came to mind for me was like how your mama come in your bedroom in the middle of the night and just be throwing oil on you and you wake <laughs> up and just be like why am I so Sticky and oily. Um, But you have moms in this day and age who are reading Bible stories and are teaching their children to memorize scripture and who turn on, you know, the YouTube with the the Christian videos on it for their kids. And it's like they're still instilling the same faith Mm -hmm. in their children. They're just doing it in a different way. And I think that that is so amazing. You know what else I can appreciate? And we've talked about this over the course of uh, almost every episode. I feel like it has touched on it. Just how much millennial moms embrace taking care of their mental health yep. and yeah, having facts. therapy yep. and yep. doing the work. Lauren, you you mentioned this on a prior episode, but just making sure to really dig in and do the work because they realize how important, you know, they are to their families and right. to the upbringing of the children. So right. that is definitely something that I can appreciate. Yeah. I think one thing I appreciate, especially being a mom and then of, you know, of two now is, um, 
I feel like the family dynamic is a lot different. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, it was the mom stay at home, take care of the kids, and the dad is out getting the bacon and all of that. But as, um, and, you know, the mom takes care of the kids, period. Mm-hmm. The dad, when he gets home, leave him alone. Da, 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 he da, do da. his thing. Yeah. You know, he do his thing. But with us, our dynamic is very different. Like right now, as we're uh, recording this podcast, my husband is at home with the two kids. Uh, one is taking a nap, the other one, the baby, I don't know what she's doing. She might be asleep, she might not. But just having us having that balance and mm-hmm. it's not a um he's not babysitting. Like he hates that term. Like, oh, you babysitting the kids. No, these are my children. Mm-hmm. I'm not babysitting. These are my kids. I'm I, with my I'm children. I'm with my children. And then, you know, even like I'll get questions like let's say if I go get my nails done or something, like, where's the baby? with uh her daddy mm-hmm. and they're like really yes like you know he i know he the father he the father like i know how things were in back in the day and in the past but now it's like you know he allows me not even allow like you know but we are able to have our time you know we yeah. encourage each other to have our self-care our time like even something simple as um i told sylvester um, it was like last week or week before he's doing like these trainings at our church and um, he had a, uh, like maybe a good 30 minutes to almost an hour before he had to pick up Haven. And I told him, I was like, hey, I want you to go get something to eat and just chill by yourself uh-huh. for a minute. I was like, I know it's been a lot going on. Like work has been busy. Oh, when you come home, it's like both of us are like getting both kids together. I'm here with Nova. Haven is still at school. Take this time, like make sure and take this time. Get you something to eat, even if you just sit in the car and just right. breathe for a second. Yeah. I want you to do that, and he does the same with me. So that's that baby you know, number three love language. That's what I hear. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so it's like you know, we are. I feel like millennial mothers and even millennial fathers. We are creating new. Um, I guess a new way of doing things. You're laying new foundations. You're laying new foundations yeah, for sure. instead of, you know, the old traditions of, you know, and even like, and I'm not saying all parents were like that because my father was very hands-on. My mom yeah, told too. me that like when she, because my mom was a stay-at-home mom with me for the first few years. She said as soon as my dad got home from work, um, he would be like, all right, go do your thing. I got her. And he would just take care of me for the rest of the evening. My mom was able to do whatever she wanted and whatnot. And I just, I think seeing that example really helped me in my marriage. And when we started having children and then, you know, my husband just easily getting on board with that as well. Yeah. It, um, you know, it's just, it's a blessing and I'm, I'm. I, I I hope that we're also being examples to others. I was gonna say y'all, you know, you know y'all example sure. to me. I tell y'all that all <laughs> the time. Know, you know, so like and, and encouraging especially men to hey step it up. You know, if you see your wife, is she? You know, because there's this stigma, especially with stay at home moms, yeah. where oh you're not doing anything all day. <laughs> Listen, yeah. kids don't do nothing all Listen. day. So how could she be doing nothing all day? <laughs> exactly. Or like, you know, when you're on maternity leave, oh, enjoy your vacation. What, what vacation? vacation? You mean, you mean yeah. I, I just brought a human into the world? <laughs> My body <laughs> healing? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, uh, the fact that, you know, for the past few weeks, I've probably gotten four hours of sleep. Like, I'm just now catching up on sleep. So it's like, you know, just creating that new foundation yeah. for this new generation and showing that, hey, it's family for real. It's yeah. all of us. It's partnership. It's partnership mm-hmm. in order for us to 
keep this train going let's do all do it together yeah, yeah. i think what you touched on was really interesting it reminded me of when we talk about like <laughs> i was about to say in the olden days but <laughs> i think about being a child and how for a period of time my mom was a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. and my dad didn't do a lot of the things that she did there was no sharing of that work so mm-hmm. it's like my mom gave the baths she cooked all the meals she ironed all the clothes she did all of the chores and i think that that created an atmosphere where when we started to leave the home there was a breakdown that my parents had to rebuild because it was like she had rooted her life Mm -hmm. in us yes and so when we were gone it was just like so now what so now what and i think you know for my parents it it honestly and i'm being super transparent hopefully my mama don't kill me y'all pray for me because vanessa Uh is crazy but (laughs) it took it seemed like with my dad getting sick for them to rebuild mm. the foundation that they had since high school mm. where they were best friends. Yeah. And I think that in that space where they had to reconnect, mm-hmm. he was sick and she ended up, you know, beating cancer. Mm-hmm. But in that season of their lives, they reconnected in a different way yeah. because she wasn't just focused on the kids and he wasn't just focused on making enough money yeah. or making so much money that it was like, I feel like I'm bringing all of this into the household. Mm-hmm. I don't got to do nothing else. Yeah. When I come home, I shouldn't have to cook and I shouldn't and I ain't eating no leftovers because my dad would tell you a million times he don't mm-hmm. eat no leftovers mm-hmm. but I think that that was a that was what a lot of us came from yeah and I think it is beautiful that as millennial mothers and millennials in general that we are changing that narrative yeah a lot of people were taught that um to put the children first So even with like your mom putting you guys first and then even your dad going out and making sure that his family was provided for was putting you guys first. And um, but we got to, you know, people hate when I say this. Some people hate when I say this. Um, The kids are not first. Yes. They're not first. That's biblical. You know, yeah, but even if even with it being biblical, I people still don't agree with it. People don't agree with it. And they have argued me up and down about. Oh no! What? But my child comes first before that man. Da 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 da. I'm gonna tell you. Not y'all if you married up. to him. Yeah, but even, even if he, you're not, that's what I was saying with not single moms. Like you, they the child still doesn't come first. Yeah, because you got to take care of yourself. But I'm saying exactly. if you're not married to him, he don't. He's, he don't come first. If how did that work? Which I mean, I so I know with um, I don't know how it works with you know single or but you know what. Like Denisa said, even being single, the child. I'm is not, not saying the child is okay. first, like ahead of God and ahead of you as a person. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying the man ain't first. If you a single mom, the man shouldn't technically have to be a factor, right? If yeah, he's, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm not talking mom. about okay. like yeah. No, if if y'all ain't together, that mean you know you're first, right? And then your your well being is your first. mental space is first. You're saying in a marriage space, yeah. And I'm right. saying in a marriage space, um, you know, because there are a lot of women even in a marriage space. No, no, my child come first, such and such, such and such. There's an analogy. Oh, the somebody drowned. Or yeah, they said that there's an analogy that if let's say your family was drowning. Who would you save? Oh, they're so negative. Yeah, it's very extreme. It was some, I forgot where I saw this or whatever. It's very extreme. Um, However, you know, if you're like, as a husband or a wife, if your husband and your child were drowning, who would you save? And I've seen people put it on social media and whatnot, and they will say, I'm saving my child because that's my child, blah, blah, blah. However, the right answer is you save your spouse. Yeah. Because... You know, you can create more children with that spouse. 
But I feel like based off of the answers, I feel like there's not enough of a connection when it comes to some husbands and some wives. Uh, because if you're saying that, you know, you would have your spouse die and he's like, whatever, like bump that spouse. Like <laughs> what is what is what is the connection or what is the foundation? With your spouse. You know, and I've also seen like experiences where uh, people who put their children first for all these years, like you said, um, when the kids leave. It's like you have to reestablish that connection, right? Because you, you know, you've you've rooted yourself exactly in something else. So. Like I, and that's one thing. Like I said, with my parents, I appreciate seeing their foundation because when I left, it was like, "Bye, we love you, peace." Right. Like they had this, you know. It it just it just easily flowed for them. So it, I learned through that, like, hey, I have to have a solid foundation with my husband and a friendship that's my best friend you know I don't care like Haven hey you need to chill out you know because a lot of times first of all these children will play you against each other you know like it doesn't matter how like I've had where Haven is like she'll go ask her dad for something or ask him something and then she'll ask me and then she'll like play a certain way with him like because she thinks she can get her own way and it's like you know, then we're looking at each other like, what you doing? You know, but I we, told her no. <laughs> we right. have to have that solid foundation and solid front. Like, no, this is us. This is what we decided on. Bump them kids. Get it together. Bump them kids. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. I think this was an amazing conversation. Yeah. Um, if you want to connect with Carmen, be sure to use her social media handle, underscore Carmen Watkins on Instagram and I believe on Twitter. Um, if you are not already following us, if this is your first episode, first of all, we hope that you enjoyed it. We mm-hmm. hope you enjoyed our truth, our transparency, and that you were transformed in some type of way. And if you weren't, then you should go and listen to some more episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, be sure you're following us on all social media platforms at Save Girl Secrets on Instagram and on Facebook and at Save Girl Secret, no S on Twitter. If you want to dive deeper into this conversation, be sure to send us a secret letter to Save Girl Secrets at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Um, as always, be blessed. Good God bless you. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.